This is literally everything, 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 everything. It's time to cut off all communication with the outside world. Dust off your old VCR and gather your collection of mixtapes. Then tease those bangs, put on your favorite pair of leg warmers. The nostalgia bug has bitten and we're here to scratch the itch. I'm Erin. I'm Odell. It's time to go back where we belong. Howdy kids. I hadn't planned an intro for today, so that's all you're getting. <laughs> <laughs> We're we're what in going back to 1987. Yes. July 31st of 1987. What were you doing in 1987? Well, I'm glad you asked. Um, This was like the big thing that happened on this day back on July 31st, 1987 was the Edmonton tornado, which is known as Black Friday. You were there. I wasn't there. Oh, because I said, what were you doing oh, in what July was I, in 1987? Oh, wouldn't that be nuts? Like, well, there was a tornado. Oh, Lart, that would have been <laughs> nuts. Well, this was the year I could tell you exactly what I was doing. This was the summer that I did a little show called Joseph and the Amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat. And I played the brother Simeon. And me and my best friend, Monica, we got to sing the song, Oh no, Naughty, How You Can Accuse Him Is A Mystery. (laughs) You know, that whole show is like cultural appropriation. But anyway, we sang that song. And this was the summer that my director was like, she really needs to be doing this year round. She really needs to be doing this year round. And I didn't start it year round till the summer after. So I, I feel like this was my last summer of innocence, <laughs> you know, where I was just purely a kid who did yeah. summer camp theater, you know, and had my buddies there, but we would see each other only at camp and which so made it so special. To. Yeah. Right. And then I started doing it year round and that's when it started to become you know, work. A job. <laughs> right. Yes. And where I worked, you know, then I started Houston Grand Opera that next year and it just went yeah. from there. But yes, how many it's, times, it's the last summer of innocence. How many times have you done, Joseph? Because I saw you do it Girl, as the narrator. Let's see. I did it once as the narrator, once as Joseph, <laughs> and then once as Simeon. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. Yeah. Little gender swap. God, the summer I was Joseph. Josephina and the amazing Technicolor dream coat. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. And her fabulous coat. That, I remember when I played Joseph, the guy who played my dad, like I'd had a massive crush on him and he had a crush on me. And so we kissed backstage, like as Joseph and the dad, (laughs) which cracked me up. But, you know, you have all your stage makeup on. Right. And so I remember just getting a mouthful of lipstick. <laughs> and now I'm very aware. You're welcome, gentlemen. Any, well, I mean, no one really kisses me anymore. But <laughs> if I were to make out with a man at this point, it, uh, you can rest assured that I make sure my lipstick is off. <laughs> because that was a horrible experience. And that was the reason I wouldn't date him. I was very shallow for a while, like the yellow <laughs> bike suit, 
right mouthful of lipstick on that one day because he was playing my father in the show yeah yeah now i'm very conscientious about it yeah this was the summer after my freshman year of high school so it was a rough year going into my final rough year after my sophomore year things picked up i was things weren't so bad but i don't like looking at some of these songs though Uh i'm like it took me right back to that summer. I'm sure I was getting ready because we always did 4-H. So we raised an animal that we had to show at the fair. Right. How country is that? And so I <laughs> more than likely had a sheep that year because I stopped doing steers, which the steers brought in the big money, but they were just too much work. So yeah, sheep just had to wash them and just walk them out there. <laughs> you didn't have to do a whole lot of bonding or training with them. So they were easier. But that's about all I was doing. So while I was having my last moments of innocence, you were in hell. In survival mode. (laughs) Survival mode. Okay. The countdown had had very different summers. When can I get the fuck out of here? I was just relieved to not be in school. Like this was my my safety. Yeah. So I didn't have to see anyone really. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what I was up to. Uh, not in a tornado. I was not in a tornado, but man, those kissing poor, your dad. <laughs> I was kissing my show. No, not that year. That year was before. That was later at when I was was Joseph. Oh god, it, when it. I was Simeon, oh, I was just this cute little blonde girl, just like Meh. oh no, naughty. I was so innocent, <laughs> such a sweet baby. Ugh, heartbreaking. Anyway, enough of that. <laughs> No, but I did not have it as bad as Edmonton. An F4 tornado like tore through Edmonton and it just like ripped apart the whole area. Are tornadoes common there? No. No. That's what I was going to think. It's kind of like when that one touched down in Salt Lake City. It's like, what the fuck is going on here? Yes. Yes. Tornadoes here. This one is known as Black Friday amongst the Edmontonians and it only killed though this is what surprises me this is when I'm like what are we doing because it only <laughs> killed 11 people wow. but it was like this massive F4 tornado lots of damage of course yeah well I feel like down south when we hear about you know the devastation because tornadoes touch down all the time mm-hmm. but I feel like you know, they tend to go through white and here. I'm not a meteorologist. I don't know anything, but it seems like when we see these things, they've touched down in like poorer communities. So the housing isn't as isn't as stable. Stable. Yeah. yeah. So it's going through like trailer parks where the mobile homes are more flimsy and That's very true. That is very true. I guess I was just surprised with such a massive tornado like that. You would think a higher death toll. I'm not upset. Right. I mean, good. I'm glad that <laughs> right. not everyone died, but that surprised me. I was like, oh, mm-hmm. you guys have some sturdy structures there. Uh, there really wasn't a whole... I, I was trying because I'm sure there are so many movies in 1987. Right. I was trying to just stick with that week, literally, because yeah. yeah. we'll cover every other week in this year. Likely. So um, in fashion, I will tell you that women were wearing their sweater dresses, as we've talked about before, the amazing sweater dresses, short skirts, which I do remember wearing the short skirt with the bulky sweater, which was also Mm -hmm. very, that bulky sweater is very popular. 
often a jean skirt, sometimes an acid wash yes. jean skirt, right? About Ugh, this time. Girl, <laughs> I had the, oh man, I, all of that needs to come back. Small shoulder pads. I had <laughs> so many outfits with shoulder pads. There oh were my some God. shoulder pads happening in the movie too. Oh, Not there the were some, the women. <laughs> yes, yes, there were. It was popular for both. It was not mm-hmm. just the lady folk. I had a silk jacket that had shoulder pads. Nice. I love it. It just cracks me up. Uh, animal prints were very popular. The long full wool coat was very popular. Yeah. Men loved their track suits and their sweatshirts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Men just got lazy <laughs> this time. <laughs> right. But they'd like you know, fashion it up with some Nike Air Jordans. <laughs> that was like when those were coming out. And then, of course, denim all the way around. Oh, yeah. Denim is not a part of the everyday wear anymore. People still right. have, like, I've made my girls have, like, you have to have denim shorts. And you have to have a pair of denim jeans. Like, but yeah, when you see them denim dressing. Jeans, but they're the stretch denim. <laughs> yes. Yes. God, those are amazing. But the Girls, like when you see what they wear to school, it is never that. Yeah. Except Pay might like, she has like these really cool baggy, patchy jeans, mm-hmm. you know, but we had like straight denim jeans. Oh, yeah. Like no frills. Three by 501s. Yes. Yes. Man. Did you like the button up fly or the zip? I had button up. Yeah. Those were I really felt like popular. they were real 501s with the button up. If you yeah. got a zip, it was like, yeah, you're. You're now you're getting cool. fancy and right. technically savvy. <laughs> no, I love the button up. Yeah. I and there was the a time, up. I think it was early or maybe mid 90s. I think I was living in Eastern Oregon at the time, but it was big to get five old 501s that were kind of washed out, but two or three sizes bigger, mm. and then cut them into shorts. And then belt them so they were kind of baggy. Yes. And you'd roll them up at the bottom. (laughs) Yes. I loved the cuff. I loved the handmade cuffs at the bottom. Oh, my God. So fun. So uh, the radios were playing a lot of Los Lobos because, of course, this was the year of La Bamba Mm -hmm. uh, coming back out, making its big resurgence. Rick Astley, the guy with a voice. Uh, Whitney Houston, <laughs> Pet Shop Boys, Bon Jovi, U2, and Madonna. I mean, this was like mm-hmm. the height of these people. Right. Popular video games. We had Missile Command, Ultima 4, Quest of the Avatar. Don't Never heard of that. that. No. Nope. Uh, Paperboy. I Do you remember Paperboy? Paperboy. Yep. And Contra. I don't really, I remember Contra hearing about so that. Contra was so big for so long, but I don't I think never I played ever it. played it. Mm-mm. No. Kids were watching The Smurfs. Of course. Of course. Snorks. Remember that one? Mm-hmm. Uh, Gem and the Holograms. And 21 Jump Street was very popular. Hello, Johnny I Depp. never watched that. I never did either, but I knew who Johnny Depp was. Yeah, I did too. But I knew him from Nightmare on Elm Street. Yes. And then I knew that he was on 21 Jump Street yes. after I knew him from Nightmare on Elm I Street. I was very happy that he went on. I remember thinking he was really cute in... Nightmare on Elm Street. Mm-hmm. I had a pretty big crush, so I was happy that he was like doing other things. Uh, people were playing with Dungeons and Dragons, of course. Never got into it. So, yeah. Cabbage Patch Kids, always into, and Still. Garbage Pail Kids. Uh, I remember Garbage Pail Kids. I, I had so many of those cards. The cards, yes. Yeah. I had so many. 
And then popples. I do remember popples. What were popples? They were those animals, but you could, they, they had the hole in the back that you could roll them. So you could tuck them oh. in and kind of make a ball, right? Weren't okay. those popples? I do remember those. Here, wait, I'm Googling. Okay. What well, the fuck is a popple? While you're Googling, I will tell you that Mikhail, Barish, or Barish, Mikhail Gorbachev was named Time Person of the Year. People started buying water beds. Hello, lost my virginity on one. <laughs> yeah, those are the, they were very multi, they multicolored. Okay, okay. And those then were the you popples. could roll them in, yeah, and then you could pop them out of their little, they said turn into a ball and then you could unroll them. Was the hole like their butt? It was like in their back, kind of lower back. And then you just lower back meaning inside. butt. Yeah, like butt area. I mean, they didn't have like an actual ass. <laughs> Yeah, like so you that's weren't like the butthole. <laughs> that's weird. That's really your weird. Your butthole's going to suck you up. Your butthole, that's terrifying. Turn you into a ball. <laughs> uh, VCRs, I mean, were common at this point. Oh, yeah. We got our, when did you, do you remember when you got your first VCR? We I got don't ours. remember my first VCR. In sixth grade, when we finally bought one, I think they'd been out like a year before. Okay. So that would have been, I was 12. So in 84, so about three years before this, we got our VCR. Okay. Yeah. I honestly, I don't remember a time we didn't have the VCR, but I also didn't really watch anything on the VCR. Everything for me was cartoons. Right. And And then I, and then going outside. Yeah. Movies were like, we use the VCR on the weekends. Yes. Go to Blockbuster and get a movie. Yeah. So they were common at this point. The Nintendo was becoming more and more popular, replacing the amazing Atari. And then if you had a personal computer, it was probably the Commodore 64. <laughs> I remember those. We had those at school. Played the Oregon Trail on there. Got dysentery <laughs> more times than... <laughs> oh, my God. I never had to do that. I wonder if that was just an Oregon thing. The Oregon Trail. You never played the Oregon Trail on the computer? Oh, no. That was like available everywhere? I thought it was. I mean, you see all these memes everywhere about the Oregon Trail. You do? Maybe you were. Yeah. Well, evidently Uh, you don't. (laughs) I don't see any. I'm going to look that up. I want to play the Oregon Trail, get some decisions. Yeah, you had like all these settlers and you had to move them across and you had to make decisions. It was like, where do you, do you cross the river or do you stay here and wait for the river to go down? And then you, oh, you lost an oxen. And then pretty soon, everyone was dead because they got dysentery along the oh way. Oh, my they God. I want to yeah. play this so badly. <laughs> you play it at school? Yeah. You, oh there God. was a computer in the library. And so if you were really good during class, sometimes a teacher would send you to the library to play. Or so you would go in there like at you. recess or whatever, if you were me, and that play <laughs> when everyone else was playing outside. Amazing. Oh, my God. All right, so in the week leading up to July 31st, Britain and France also agreed to build the Channel Tunnel. The Channel, as it were. Now, the top 10 songs this week. There were some good ones. Number 10. Is this right? Watts it to you. Watts it to you. It is right. Mm -hmm. By Robbie Neville. Mm -hmm. I don't know that song. You'd probably remember if you heard it. It was kind of annoying. Number nine. Classic. I want to dance with somebody. I love this song. I love this song so frighteningly much. Number eight, Luca by Susan. You know what's weird? 
is I heard that song yesterday when I was driving to get groceries yesterday I morning. I never hear that song. I was song. like, oh my God, I haven't heard this. And I didn't realize the lyrics were like about child abuse. Yeah, it's so sad. It is so sad. Because I used sad. to sing along with it. Had no idea. I didn't pay attention to lyrics Isn't when I was that, younger. Like, I just, if I knew them, great. Yes. I would sing something along with the the beat. But I actually listened to them yesterday and I was like, oh God, this song is really this sad. Is- yeah, that is a really depressing song. Cross My Broken Heart by the Jets. Love the Jets so much. Uh, Heart and Soul by Tsapow. Love that song. I freaking love that song so, so much. much. <laughs> it is so good. Uh, Rhythm is Gonna Get You by mm-hmm. Gloria Estefan and the Miami Sound Machine. Mm-hmm. I Want Your Sex by George yeah, Michael. I, I remember dancing to that in Jeremy Lambert's backyard. <laughs> Probably this summer. I didn't know what sex was, but I wanted it from him. I don't know. So did my best friend. Guess who got him? That'd be me. No sex, though. Alone by Heart. Obviously a classic. Mm -hmm. I was obsessed with that song. I still haven't found what I'm looking for by U2. I love that song by them. And this was the year that the Joshua Tree dropped. Mm. Like, their big album. Really? Yeah, I, mean, I have friends okay, like they but... seem to be either you love them or hate them. I don't hate them. I don't love them. They're or just I like their song like comes me. on. It's like, OK, that's fine. I, yeah. There are some songs of theirs that even if I have found that even if you don't like it, like, um, well, one, that song everyone seems to like. Mm, one love, one mm-hmm. life, and all I want is you. That all I want. I don't know that I know that one. Oh, what if I heard? Odell, you do. Yeah. And then number one was Shakedown by Bob Seeger. Yeah. I think that was from like 48 Hours or something. Okay. Okay. I just, I know Is the that song. That Eddie because, Murphy movie? Yeah. Yeah. I know the song because our drill team danced, <laughs> like that was their song in the parade. And everyone really? was like, that's stupid. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I love it. Let's do our music choices to add. All right. Well, first, I need to know what you chose from the movie, because if you didn't choose a certain song, then I'm going to go ahead and choose that um, one. Girl, my two choices are from the movie. Oh, okay. Because I was, I was like, I can't choose one, because uh-huh. you know so what they are. Cry um, Little Sister. Cry Little Sister. Okay, that's one. <laughs> yes, Cry Little Sister, and I still believe. With our boy, Tim Capello, and his <laughs> shirtless saxophone. I could not choose it's between the hot. two. It's still so hot. And did you know it was Tina Turner's saxophone player? Tim Capello no. was Tina Turner's saxophone, which of oh, course well, he was. That just makes sense. That just makes and you it know even what? He hotter. Made, like, he knew, okay, this is probably the only time I'm going to be on a movie. I am going to fucking thrust oh, the shit out I of this and make sure grind. that no one forgets my- <laughs> no one. No one forgets Minute this part. In this movie. No. You think of Lost Boys, you think of them hanging on the bridge and dropping down. And you think of the purple pants th- with the jock strap over it and the thrusts. Yes, yes, and thrusts. <laughs> that is what I think of anytime I think of Lost Boys. Yep, and the glistening body. Ugh. Okay, well, I'm going to choose Heart and Soul by Tapau. Okay, that was going to be my other one if, yeah, I had put that down. And if that, like, yeah, my two alternates were that and I want your sex. <laughs> 
Oh, mine was a heart and soul, and then I want to dance with somebody. But I figure I'll be able to choose. I want to that dance with somebody at another time because it was on the charts forever. So yes, 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 agreed. Well, I decided since this movie has so much great music, I'm going to mm-hmm. tell you who the list of inductees in the Hall of Fame were okay. that year. All right. So we had the Coasters, Eddie Cochran, okay, okay. Bo Diddley, Bo Diddley. Aretha Franklin. This was huge and groundbreaking. (laughs) Marvin Gaye, Bill Haley, B.B. King, Ricky Nelson. Okay. Roy Orbison. Roy Um, Orbison. I just remember that from Greece, too. (laughs) Oh. (laughs) I got 15 Roy Orbisons in there. Um, Smokey Robinson. Okay. Muddy Waters. Okay. And there were some I didn't know. Clyde McFadder. (laughs) All right. Carl Perkins, Big Joe Turner, and Jackie Wilson. Okay. So those were our inductees. All right. Love the it. cost of living in 1987, the average rent was $395. My God. Can you right? imagine how much and money I would have if that was my rent? The average cost of a new house, 92000 Yeah. My parents bought their house in 1988. For $32,000. The average, the one gallon of gas, 89 cents. Oh my God. (laughs) And the average income was just over $24,000. Wow. I know, right? And it's like, it wasn't that long ago. No. I mean, it seems like it was just like a few years ago in my head, but. Yeah. Um, okay, what was the Sweet Valley High? Since you have it, what was the Sweet Valley High book that? The Sweet Valley High book of the month in July 1987 was number 38, Leaving Home. Okay. Oh, we're already at number 38. I know. Okay. Elizabeth Wakefield has always dreamed of visiting the beautiful mountains of Switzerland, so she's thrilled when she has a chance to attend an exclusive Swiss boarding school. As much as she loves Sweet Valley, Elizabeth is positive the romantic, snow-covered Swiss countryside would provide the perfect inspiration for her writing. Did she ever do anything except for the eyes and ears at school? No. <laughs> like, she always wanted to write. Did she ever become a writer? She, remember in uh, the later one, when they're adults, she right. was writing for the, what is that review, the Zygot review or whatever? Oh, I don't know. I didn't she was read them. for that. I haven't you didn't read, this, read them? Confidentials. No. Because oh I felt like only, I need wait, to go back and... Is there more than one? Well, they I think they had one big book, but it was released in serials. So they oh. would do like the first, and then I think they released all of them combined in one big book. I did the big book. Okay. And it was... <laughs> it was amazing. I, I need to read all of those. Expected. Oh my God, I'm just obsessed. Um, well, it was funny because there was like some cussing in it. Hello, Which Elizabeth is, and Jessica. Right. <laughs> it mostly focused on Elizabeth, very little with Jessica. Um, and wasn't she like fucking Bruce Patman now? The Elizabeth and Bruce Patman are together. And, she... and Todd and Jessica are together. Y'all, you I have, love how creative they got. <laughs> I mean, Jessica, I think, is still in Sweet Valley, but. Still in high school. <laughs> Elizabeth is in New York now. Like, girl, can't you look outside of Bruce Patman? Although he is wealthy. That's true. She's I just remember he got all there. rapey with her when he when she was acting like Jessica after her motorcycle. Oh, wreck. yeah. Yeah. 
God, I love that. All right, we're going to do, before we take a break, we're going to do a little Mad Lib. Okay. I thought this one was appropriate. It's called Goodbye Forever. <laughs> I thought with our movie, there are a lot of deaths. We'll go over that. All right, first name. Adam. Oh, God. Okay, uh, a place. Katie. Wait, like a place, like a town or no? It that, that... just says a place. Whataburger. Whataburger. <laughs> I feel like you're making me write a real goodbye letter. All right. An adjective. Um, unpleasant. Oh, nice. A person in the room. Aaron. Okay. Type of food. Asparagus. Uh, noun. Dog. Adjective. Huge. Animal. Elephant. Adjective. Sparkly. Plural noun. Carrots. Eh, part of the body plural. Titties. <laughs> <laughs> Person in room. Odell. A place. A park. Uh, celebrity. Matthew McConaughey. And a plural noun. Toes. And then a first name. Emma. Okay. <laughs> Jerk. All right. Goodbye forever. Dear Adam, I'm sorry to tell you this, but I'm leaving you. Every day I come home from Whataburger and you're playing Unpleasant Fortress <laughs> with Aaron. What about our time together? You said you would take me out for asparagus on dog. <laughs> Aspar I'm sorry, asparagus on dog day. But you never did. You said you would take me to see the huge elephant of Mr. Marlowe. But you never did. It's my sparkly movie. <laughs> All you want to do is shoot carrots at people's titties on the computer. <laughs> It's ruining my life. Even Odell said that you play too much. When are we going to the park? When are you introducing me to Matthew McConaughey? <laughs> I guess those were all lies. Thanks for the toes, but it's over. Goodbye forever. Sincerely, Emma. <laughs> so your daughter just broke I up with your, her dad? My daughter broke up with her dad. Because he shoots carrots at titties. Carrots at titties, and she's apparently now calling us by our first name. <laughs> <laughs> and he never took uh -oh. her to her sparkly movie. <laughs> oh my God. God, I love Mad Libs. I need to do some of these with the children to practice their vocabulary. <laughs> right. All right, is it break time? It is break time. Teenage brothers Michael and Sam move with their mother to a small town in Northern California. While the younger Sam meets a pair of kindred spirits and geeky comic book nerds Edward and Alan, the angst-ridden Michael soon falls for Star, who turns out to be enthralled to David, leader of a local gang of vampires. Sam and his friends must save Michael and Star from the undead.
I realized I cannot stop watching this movie. Like if I turn the channel, if I turn it on, I am there watching it from start to finish. It's not when you pause and come back to you just watch the movie because I I bought it the other day. Mm -hmm. And when I bought it, it started playing and I just sat and watched it. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I didn't bother turning it off. I just sat and watched. Yes, because it's brilliant. This is a movie that is held up so well. So well. I'm watching it again later today with Peyton because she missed it. Yeah. It's and you so know what else, what else I realized? Huh. I was Corey Haim <laughs> about this time. Like his fashion, oh. his hair, the blonde yeah. tips. The, his age, no, everything. Yeah, everything. Like that's how I dressed. That's how I looked. If you see my high school picture, no wonder I'm in a, like a <laughs> school full of cowboys and then me. Yes. Oh my God. Okay. Now that's a perfect visual. Now I can see your childhood. Yep. Oh, can you imagine Corey Haim with a bunch of, co- oh, oh, Odell. <laughs> I know. Oh my God. I still did my own thing though. You weren't taking that away from me. I kept my identity. Good for you. Which Corey Haim would have. He would have kept right. his, you know, little I just Sam came out of it this. without getting addicted to drugs. I mean, I know, poor thing. But he also dealt with a lot of pedophilia in Hollywood. Yeah, yeah. Yeesh. Well, so before this um, movie came out, here's what the top 10 was leading into this week. Number 10 was Adventures in Babysitting, one of my favorites. I I have not seen that probably since high school. I showed it to the girls uh, just a few years ago. Another movie that has totally held up. It was so good (laughs) still. And they loved it. Revenge of the Nerds 2, Nerds in Paradise. Paradise. Number eight, Dragnet. I think that was the one with Bill Aykroyd. Dan Aykroyd. Dan Aykroyd and, yeah. Yeah, Dan Aykroyd. (laughs) Uh, Number seven, Full Metal Jacket. I Mm. cannot watch that movie. Number six, Jaws 4, The Revenge. My- I think that's the only one I didn't see. Oh, my God. You had <laughs> I love Michael Caine did an interview, and they were like, why did you do Jaws 4? And he goes, look, it was a shit movie, but it bought me a beautiful house. <laughs> I mean, you know, I love that honesty. I would totally yeah, I do it for that. After Jaws 3, I was like, where else could they go? That was just brilliant. <laughs> um, oh, no, they went. It's <laughs> incredible. Uh, number five, La Bamba. I love that movie. I did love La Bamba. Number four, Superman 4, The Quest for Peace. I don't think I saw that. Number three, Summer School. Do you remember that one? I do remember Summer School God, with Mark Harmon, right? Yes. Oh, and he was so beautiful. This may have even been the year when he was like people's most beautiful. Whatever. Uh, number two, there was a re-release of a movie from 1937. A little yeah. movie called Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. Yeah. They oh, used to re-release two. Disney. I saw so many of the classic Disney cartoons in the theater in because the theater. they re-released them. And we I'm would just go, amazed be like a that dollar. it was so high. Mm-hmm. It was a number two movie. Well, that's the only way you could see them, though. Because yeah, that's they true. weren't you on didn't video. The, they yep. didn't release them on video until much later. They had them in the vault. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't think they started releasing them until after the Renaissance, like of Little yeah. Mermaid and the all first of those, one I bought was Little Mermaid on yeah. VHS. That's yep. when you Me could too. actually afford to buy. I think ET was the first VHS that they made it cheap enough that people could buy it, and I bought oh, wow. that. And then Top Gun, Ugh. and then Little Mermaid, and then they started releasing the Disney ones. Like every year, they would open the vault and they'd release yep. them for a limited time, and then it would go back into the vault for ten years. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, they didn't count on streaming and Disney Plus, so <laughs> right? that vault thing stopped. <laughs> uh, number one movie was RoboCop. Oh God, I don't think I ever finished that movie. I never saw. I started Robocop. it, but didn't. I had a friend who was in it. He to. was the annoying kid at the beginning. Oh yeah, because it took place in Houston. Um. Yeah. So he was in it at the very beginning. It's pretty funny. Lost right. Boys. When it came out the next week, it debuted at number two. It was nice. beaten out, and I understand this. It was beaten out by a movie called The Living Daylights, which was a James Bond movie. Oh, okay. Those are always going to be. Yeah, debut the highest. So yeah. I I was actually okay with that. And then we have Joel Schumacher directed this movie. Mm-hmm. It was written by Jan Fisher and some other people. It was starring ugh, great cast. That's one reason this movie has survived. Mm-hmm. Jason Patrick rrr, as Michael. Beautiful. Corey Haim as Sam. Diane Weist as Lucy, their mom. Bernard Hughes as the grandpa. Mm-hmm. hysterical why do i need a tv when i can read the tv <laughs> edward herman as max i love edward herman mm-hmm. Kiefer sutherland this is when my love for that man started and continues to this day he played david jamie gertz gorgeous best mm-hmm. hair ever played star Corey feldman was Edgar Frog and Jameson Newlander was Alan Frog, the Frog Brothers. Mm-hmm. Now, if you could spot him, which I'm sure you could, we also had Alex Winter, who yep. was from Bill and Ted. Uh-huh. So he was Marco, one of the vampires. Yep. This was the first movie that the Corys starred in together. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. This was the first one. And then it set off a series of, you know, teen movies with the Corys. Right. Um, they became really good friends. And one of the biggest slaps in the face was when Corey Haim died and the in memoriam at the Oscars did not include him. Good Lord. Can you believe that? It That makes no. me so upset. And Corey Feldman wrote this long, like open letter. Yeah. What the hell? Because he was like a staple of mid to late 80s. He was huge. He was absolutely huge. Hmm. So sad. Like, oh my God, that, that boy was tragic. Just broke my, he aged so quickly in his short amount of time on earth. But oh my Lord, they had a budget of eight and a half million and worldwide they grossed nearly 30 million. And that first weekend it was over 5 million that they grossed. So they were almost there. Rotten Tomatoes critics score gave it 76%, which is actually pretty high for a movie like that. Uh-huh. Uh, the audience score was 85%, which surprised me because who did Yeah, I figured it'd be higher. Be higher yeah, than those that. people can just suck it. The consensus, <laughs> it said, flawed but eminently watchable. Joel Schumacher's teen vampire thriller blends horror, humor, humor, and plenty of visual style with standout performances from a cast full of young 1980s stars. Yeah. 
I can agree with that. Roger Ebert did not enjoy this movie. Really? He said, when everything is all over, there's nothing to leave the theater with. No real horrors, no real dread, no real imagination, just technique at the service of formula. Or a boner. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Ebert didn't include that at all. (laughs) So Santa Cruz, which is where Santa Carla, that's, Mm -hmm. is it Santa Carla or Santa Clara? No, Santa Carla. I always thought it was Santa Clara, but I think Santa Santa Clara is a real place, right? I don't know. I don't remember. Because I have written on here in two different parts, Santa Carla, Santa Clara. Yeah, it was Santa Carla, because I picked that up this time. I always thought it was Santa Clara. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Well, so it actually is kind of based on Santa Cruz. Santa Cruz did Mm. not want to be associated with this. Which cracks me up because Santa Cruz had been plagued with the reputation of being the murder capital of the world. Right. Because there was a series of very brutal murders by three different, very disturbed men (laughs) in the early 70s. John Lindley Frazier, Herbert Mullen, and serial killer Edmund Kemper. Yeah. They together killed 28, there were 28 murder, brutal murders over Mm -hmm. a 30-month period between 70 and 73. But God forbid you throw, you know, Kiefer Sutherland as a hot vampire in there. What? (laughs) I would be like, absolutely, you will set it here. The two other vampires were hotter than Kiefer Sutherland and Alex Winter. Like the dark-haired one? Oh, Yeah. You there were definitely pretty. some hotter. I mean, but like, oh. see, I've never thought Kiefer Sutherland was super. His mouth oh. bugs me. It's so I tiny. Have I will let that tiny mouth do whatever it wants to. <laughs> I have always had a crush on Kiefer Sutherland. I think he is so beautiful, and I remember in that movie, God, he was just so intense. Like his eyes. Yeah. You could just stare he was really good at you. He's yeah. so good in this movie. So uh, the film is screened every summer in Santa Cruz on the boardwalk. I feel like it should be banned there. Like you didn't want anything to do with yeah, this movie. You don't get to do this movie then. We're going to so make sorry. everyone drive to a nearby town that actually wanted us. Exactly. Unbelievable. The main song, Cry Little Sister, by Gerard McMahon, he wrote that after reading the script, but before seeing the movie. Okay. So he was feeling, God, that song. Ooh, I cannot wait till you get that on our playlist. Mm -hmm. And I am going to shuffle and scream when that one comes (laughs) out, along with our saxophonist. So we start with, I love the camera work in, in this movie with the flying. Mm-hmm. I love that. And we start off with that, like that over the boardwalk, just kind of swooping. Yeah. I thought that was so cool. And then we see, I'm going to be totally skipping around. I'm sticking with the main story sure. right here. So Sam and Michael and their mom, Lucy, are moving in with their grandpa in Santa Carla. And there are tons of stories about vampires here. Right. The boys go to a carnival. And that's when we see our shirtless man with yes. the vampire seriously if you do not and this was really tim capella singing the song mm-hmm. and and doing all of that if you have not seen this movie 
if you're not into vampires or horror or whatever, just watch the first 15 minutes. Right. He shows up pretty quickly. Yep. And just see the glistening man. And I'm not usually into hairless men, but it's just the physique. Yes. And the ass in those tight pants. And I forgot he had like a leather jockstrap over it. Yes. <laughs> like a studded well, leather jockstrap. Well, and the way strap. it's filmed for the most time is like at this really great angle where you can like see the chiseled front, but then mm-hmm. that the lovely round rump <laughs> behind. It's like, oh, it is perfect. I'm not for big beefy types. Oh, see, I kind of am. I am not at all, at all. But, okay, okay. (laughs) Let me get Kiefer's tiny mouth and then the weight of of Tim Capella's body on me. And I would be like, and I'm done. I have a couple of questions from the very opening when they're moving in Uh his grandpa, though. One, first, where the fuck did the motorcycle come from? I don't know. Because he was riding in the car with my, or with Sam and his mom. Yes. And then all of a sudden when they pull into grandpa's house, he's riding a motorcycle. Did they have it? Were they towing it behind or anything? I don't was it know. In a, I don't remember. Like it never bugged me. And even this time it didn't bug me. I assumed that it was either being towed or that it was like in a moving well, they had the trailer behind, but I thought the trailer behind yeah. them had their stuff in it. So I don't know if they managed to fit, put the I motorcycle think they in put there. They put the motorcycle well. in there. I don't know. I think that's what I had assumed. Also, did you notice when he, they go into Grandpa's house and Michael walks back to that one room when they're looking around and just randomly picks up some weights and starts lifting weights? Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. What the fuck is that? I feel like that just captures the 80s because <laughs> I remember like weightlifting was such a thing. And everyone had a weight set and in their house. Everyone did. I love the thought that grandpa had the weight set. <laughs> right. You know, well, that's what I that's what I wrote down. Are those grandpas? Or I mean, did Michael bring them so. and he didn't walk in with that. So where were, and would you just walk into someone's That's house true. and start lifting weights? <laughs> I mean, apparently this Maybe in the 80s. little teen. Yeah. He was like, oh, God, I get this. I've heard about this Tim Capella guy. <laughs> I need to start buffing <laughs> need up. To work on my, my oh, arms. On my ass and my arms. So at this carnival, Michael meets this group of vampires. He sees mm-hmm. Star and he's like, oh, I mean, it's, you know, love, lust at first sight. Right. And she ends up introducing him to this group of vampires where they ride their motorcycles back to their vampire cave. The right? lair. The lair. And that's where they eat Chinese food. And mm-hmm. the reason I won't eat Chinese food is because Michael looks down and it's just, a, they've made him, I guess it was sort of, because this was before the blood, before he drank yeah. any blood. They were just fucking with him. But they were fucking with his tricks. mind. Yeah. yeah. And he looks down and sees a bunch of maggots. Side note, if you want maggots to move on cue, because you know, in all of these movies, like they have wranglers. For any maggot animal wranglers? that's used, there are maggot wranglers. Oh my God. If you want them to move around, you pour some lemon juice on them. That's how they got them to scooch around. <laughs> so gross. gross. That is why I don't eat Chinese food. That is why I've always hated rice. Won't do it. I hate it. <laughs> See, I love rice. I love rice. I love lo mein. Mm. I can't. I can't. I, I just got chills all over my body. No, I can't do it. 
Now, while he's there, he drinks some vampire blood and then feels... Don't you think he would have known it was blood when you took the first drink? Yes. I mean, granted, it looked like strawberry Fanta in the bottle. It did, as (laughs) all blood did back then. (laughs) But you would think on that first first sip, I'd be like, this "Mm, is really coppery. Because he kept sipping on it. He did. Yeah. So obviously had a taste for it. I get in some weird kink. Well, this is See, when I used to freak myself out with V8 because I drink V8 and my sister would go, that's blood. And mm. then it would get in my head. Oh, I'm drinking blood. Yeah. So it's still <laughs> one of those things I have to like get out of my. It's amazing. These tiny little things that happen to us when we're kids, like affect everything. They imprint. Yes, they really do. Like they get into your DNA. I went to the mm-hmm. beach yesterday and I was able to get my full foot in the water. Thank you, Jaws. And then I had to get back. Like I couldn't, I couldn't do it. Couldn't do it. Oh my God. So he drinks the vampire blood and then they go to that bridge where they're all hanging from the bridge. And I don't know if you saw when I pulled up the movie, it was like a new poster that I'd never uh-huh. seen. Where they're all hanging that, from the bridge. Yeah. That poster is freaking amazing. I, I wish I could get a framed. print of that. Yeah. I know. That was incredible. Mm-hmm. And what an iconic scene with them hanging yeah. and the fog. And it was a 15 foot fall. Uh-huh. And they were all wired, of course. Yeah. You know, because that's the cheapest thing to take out in a movie. Mm-hmm. So they were all wired, but when they dropped, those were actually stuntmen who were dropping. But anyway, and yeah, they dropped all 15 feet down. But so in order to make it like that scary kind of uh-huh. feeling, they put all of that fog. So when they're dropping down, like I remember that scene is. was terrifying to me. I was yeah. like, where are they going? One of my favorite scenes in the whole movie. Mm-hmm. So while... Michael's doing that. Sam's still at the carnival. That's where he meets the Frog Brothers. I love the Frog Brothers. Yes. Also, I want to know who were the randos who were always sleeping in their comic store? Did you notice? They would, every time they were in the comic store, there was these rando, like, I don't know if they were high, if they were dead, what, but they had the little glasses on and they were just laying on top of each other. I figured they were high. Right. That's what I assumed. But they were always there. And they're just like, at that point, I felt just part of the decor and the lure of the comic book (laughs) store, you know? But Michael meets them. And I know I read that Joel Schumacher made them watch Rambo (laughs) to get ready for this, which makes total sense because Corey Feldman had like the red bandana um, around his head and everything. So they believe that these vampires are totally real and it is their duty to hunt them some vampires. Uh Now, at this same time, I think, right, at the same time, Lucy, the mom, meets Max. Max, yeah. On the boardwalk. With the big-ass shoulder pads in his long jacket. Giant (laughs) shoulder pads. (laughs) Like, when you said that the small shoulder pads were big here, I was like, he didn't get the memo. No. (laughs) He went full-on linebacker shoulder pads in his jacket. Yes, Well, and I think, you know, this movie is filmed probably in 1986 when the big ones were still in style. (laughs) 87 people started. They probably saw this and they were like, like, okay, now we've gone too far. (laughs) Let's (laughs) rewind a second. (laughs) So she meets Max, who becomes important later. Mm -hmm. This was really a side story until the end. Yes. So 
later on, another fantastic scene to a great song. We've got Walk This Way playing with Run DMC as the surf Nazis are at a campfire. (laughs) Yes. And and the vampires decide to go to town. And we get to see, this is the first time we really get to see the full vampire attacks. Like, we saw the couple in the car get pulled out of their car. Right. But that's all we saw was them getting pulled out. This is when we actually see their faces change. Oh, and they're terrifying. They're terrifying. Their eyes are terrifying. Like, everything, they totally change and become monsters Mm -hmm. it's nuts and i love that scene that is when i was like holy shit Kiefer sutherland is a vampire he's not kidding like right he has come to play yeah he read the assignment so the frogs the frog brothers and corey (laughs) go to the cave during after they stole a bunch of Holy water from a church. Yes. Yes. During a baptism or whatever. During a baptism. <laughs> After they go prepared to this vampire cave, it is here that they kill Ted or Bill yes. or whoever, Bill. Marco you know, in this. This, uh, every time, even when the first time I saw this, that stake went in way too easily. Very easily. Because when you watch Dracula or whatever, I mean, your chest isn't that flimsy. Like you can't, like it was like he stuck a knife through some paper. (laughs) Yes. Yes. And it's a stake. That's not as sharp. And it went all the way through him too. Didn't just like puncture the front. It like went all the way through with just a little boop. (laughs) Maybe vampire skin is just a little different. When they're rusting. Yeah. Maybe it's just like, (laughs) I don't know. I don't know, but Kiefer Sutherland gets super pissed pissed off, super pissed during this. And then they, I love, they get into the car and they go to drive because they're 13 years old. Right. They go to drive off and they hit reverse. And of course, Joel Schumacher had stuntmen do this. Right. You know, because they go right to the edge of a cliff. Right. And apparently uh, the Corys and this other guy really pissed off and like gave the silent treatment the rest of the day because they really wanted to be the ones to do <laughs> they you know, Corey went Feldman off. went up to him and was like it's the whole reason we said yes to the movie we saw it in the script that we got to drive <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> and so they were very upset about that which I think is super cute so after this we go to the gory showdown now of course there are things that are happening with you know Michael's changing. Yeah, Michael's changing and Sam's kind of freaking out. Michael goes almost to attack Sam, but Nanook, the greatest dog in the world, attacks Michael instead. And so that's when Sam realizes, oh my gosh, Michael's one of them. Michael's I think my favorite scene is when Michael starts floating while he's sleeping and he starts going out of the window and he's like holding onto the phone. And Sam is on the phone with his mom and he's like, don't listen to him, don't listen to him. And <laughs> Sam's just freaking out. And Lucy leaves her date early to with Max mm-hmm. to go uh, check on the boys and stuff and is super pissed off like when it turned out to be nothing, but nothing right. that she could know. So yeah, there are like all these great little scenes in between that are mm-hmm. so... I cannot stress enough the charm of Corey Haim in this movie. I had such a crush on him. He was so cute. 
and just so like, oh my god, he was. Do you so think his cute. character was gay? He had that big ass poster of Rob Lowe on he his wall. Did, but I feel like, I mean, if you look at the style of Corey Haim, I feel like he wanted to be Rob Lowe. Yeah. Yeah. More than he wanted to fuck Rob Lowe. I think that, I don't know, he seemed so innocent, which is really weird considering they were hunting, but there was like a very big Goonies vibe to it. Yeah. You know, like this was a game, like this was a right. fun adventure well, that we summer, would go on as kids. This was, a, no, it was two summers after Goonies, right? Goonies was 85. Yeah. yeah. And then Stand By Me, Corey Feldman did that the next summer and then Lost Boys. And then this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this was in the, I mean, you remember being a kid. Goonies really, like, did a great job of highlighting it. Yeah. Where we would just look for adventures all yeah. the time. And You'd so. make one up. <laughs> and we'd make one up, yes. Yeah. I mean, I always, you know, ran from the Nazis. Like, <laughs> you just make up these, you know, yeah, these stories and these grand adventures. And so it felt like there was that innocence with these kids. Like, they yeah. don't have time. For romance or thinking about anything, they are hunting vampires. Right. So, yeah, I don't know. I never got the feeling from him, but that poster, I mean, that was a big poster. But of course, I had posters like that too because I felt I saw the attraction. I didn't understand the attraction. Right. Right. But they were, I mean, I had posters of women in the wall just because I was like, oh, that, that could be me one day. Right. You know, right. but I did have my poster of Donnie Wahlberg. On the side, so I could fall asleep every night looking at him, dreaming of when we were going to get married. So, this is where we get like the big reveal is in this yeah. last section. There is, I mean, that gory showdown was amazing. I love that just by throwing a vampire into a tub full of holy, holy water, water, you can basically fuck up the plumbing in the entire house and make. Yes blood and yes, apparently. vampire remains like you can destroy a toilet literally the toilet blew up it blew up <laughs> it blew up and then blood These shot out of every sink were so gory and hysterical <laughs> to me there yes. was of course the big one where the guy is electrocuted death and by stereo death by stereo which was awesome <laughs> he for sutherland was impaled on some antlers Mm -hmm. I mean, thank goodness grandpa was a taxidermist. Right. And then Max turns out to be the head vampire. Daddy vampire. Daddy vampire. And then he gets staked, boom, by grandpa. Grandpa. Comes now, on his in. His staking made sense because there was some, like, some force because he came through. He had those logs on the back of his truck. Yes. Slammed on the brakes. His they flew. Total sense. And then Michael pushed him into the flying. The fire pit. Yes. Where he basically blows up. Yes. I mean, it's incredible. It's incredible. All the vampires are dead. Star is okay. Star's, what, little brother? Who was that through the whole thing? Laddie. Laddie. What was his name? Laddie? Yeah. It was. Was, or Lottie? Lottie or Laddie? Lottie or Laddie. One of those. Something like One that. of those. Something someone doesn't name people. Um, <laughs> but they were all okay. There yes, was enough time just, for them. They hadn't quite changed into vampires. Like Lottie right. changed into a vampire for the first time, I think, that night. And yeah. Yeah. 
I loved how he came up out of the bed, <laughs> like a total 80s video with the wind machine blowing the, yes. the sheets around him. Oh my God. It made me want to sing um, Contact from Rent. <laughs> it was like Angel nice. rising up. <laughs> nice. Yes, I can totally see that. So that is the movie in a nutshell. Yes. Um, what was your favorite death? Of the vampires? Of the vampires. I mean, I think just the ridiculousness of the plumbing blowing up. <laughs> yes. Yeah. That yeah, was yeah, that. Yeah. Which of the vampire did you, would you bump? Would I kill off? No, would you? I'm sorry, hump, like hump and bump. Well, obviously, David, Kiefer Sutherland, okay. I'd hump the shit out of him. See, I would have been the other two, Paul and the dark-haired dude. The one who's death by stereo and the names. one who gets thrown into the um, the bathtub. Yeah. They were the hottest ones. Dwayne, too. I think, was the other one. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Dwayne. Dwayne, yeah. Marco, and Paul. So Jason Patrick was always my number one, even though I he mean, overdid the angst a bit in this. When I was rewatching, did. I was like, it was wow, a little he ridiculous. really went for the angst here. But he's so he gorgeous. was just like that's when I first thought, oh, I wonder if I do like guys. Because yeah. he's making things tingle. <laughs> Even after the movie's over, I'm still thinking about him and there's some tingling going on. So I wonder I think I might if I really be am. into him. Yeah. Yeah. No, I would definitely hump Kiefer Sutherland for sure. And his mouth. For sure. And his mouth. Give me that right. mouth. Things I could show it. <laughs> <laughs> um, do we need to take another break or can we? I think we should take okay. a quick break. Take another one. Take it. Take it. All right. So speaking of, of death, in this movie, okay. there were 121. Wow. Now I'm including... So you counted them while you were watching it? Or I, no, 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 no. I saw this. I found this. There were, if you include all the animals in Grandpa's. Okay. That makes up 68 <laughs> of the death. And they even listed out, there was like one deer, one duck, one chicken, one like, it listed So these out. were before the movie though. So I was thinking yes. like total that we see. Yes. Okay. No. There were 31 humans who died and five vampires. Okay. So David had the most, aside from grandpa, obviously, but David had the most with 36 kills that we see. Okay. And then Dwayne, Marco, and Paul all killed 33. So okay. he had... I'm assuming with the, uh, I don't know if they're counting like the couple at the beginning or the security guard, right. those all being David. Okay. Um, that's what it sounded like. Yeah. Cause we don't really know. We don't really we know. Don't see them. Yeah. But then Max killed seven, Edgar, Frog, and Sam killed two. And then Michael, Nanook, and Alan Frog killed one each. Okay. So in total, when you add the <laughs> animals, it's 68. Now, if you could be a vampire, would you? Like, in theory, 100%. Right. Like, thinking of just that eternal youth and the ability to fly. But I, then, Yeah. But then you'd never, this in this, the vampires couldn't walk around in sunlight because it's right. not twilight here. Which I'm, I'm more of a dark. I mean, I like the sunlight, but I like the dark. I 
I don't want to drink blood. Yeah. And then you think about living forever. I guess you could take yourself out like you'd walk into the sun when you were just done. Right. But then you think of living forever, all the people you would see die, all your loved ones. Mm-hmm. But then eventually, at one point, I mean, right now, if someone came down and said, do you want to be a vampire and live forever? I'm like, for what? Like, the yeah, world the, is in mm-hmm. shit. Like, global warming's a thing. The world's going to be destroyed. Like, I don't think if so. If you were to ask I think me I'm 20 dead. years ago, I'd have yeah. been like, yeah. Or especially back in like dancing plague days, back in the 1400s. Oh my God, come on now. Like, if we can tra- time travel back there and make me a vampire, all the things you could see through I history. I would love to 100%. live through all of that. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I now going forward. No, yeah, I don't think <laughs> so. Really. Like, we're on a trajectory that's not that great. I don't. I, I'd rather check out yeah. <laughs> before yeah. it gets really bad. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. We're going to try a little game. Okay. We're going to have an A to Z conversation. Okay. As the Frog Brothers. Okay. Now. You know the rules, but to explain it, mm-hmm. we go back and forth. We each say a sentence. Right. If you start, your sentence begins with A, then yep. my sentence begins with B. Right. C, D, back and forth. Right. And the topic is going to just be vampires. Just okay. the Frog Brothers. At least where we start. Yeah. In That's where we start. In the comic yeah. book store, just talking about vampires. As soon as one of us cannot think of a word that begins with that letter uh, or a sentence that begins with that letter, then that person loses. Yes. They fuck everything up. Fuck everything up. All right. So do you want to go first? Um, yeah. Okay. Go. This is pretty easy. A vampire can be killed with a stake. But... What if it's better to kill the vampire with a pole? Can you really kill a vampire with a pole? David did it. (laughs) Everyone thought he did. For fuck's sake. (laughs) David doesn't lie. God damn it. He did just a minute ago. Hold on a second. You talked to David? (laughs) I did. (laughs) Just to be clear. You saw David today. Kissing star. Lord have mercy. (laughs) Michael's going to be so upset. Michael was pissed. No, I feel like he would be murderous. Oh, but I don't think he was. (laughs) Paul must have seen it too. (laughs) Quite literally. Right, right, right. (laughs) I hope that Martha was there as well. So do I. (laughs) Turns out she was. Unless she wasn't. (laughs) (laughs) Verity told me that she definitely was. Who the fuck is Verity? (laughs) Xylophone playing Verity. (laughs) You know who she is. Yeah, yeah, I do. Zoo? (laughs) (laughs) 
fun that would be. <laughs> oh my god. We did good. We did such a good job. I, that is gonna be my new car like road tripping game. <laughs> From now on, we're just gonna pick two wow. characters. Okay. <laughs> so many people became involved with that. <laughs> I, I love how we went from how to kill a vampire. To who saw who kissing who <laughs> and who was pissed. And then, you know, zoo. Love I'm it. Gonna go. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Sure. Got some right. trivia for you. Okay. Let, let From me get my... 1987 specifically. Get the timer. Okay. You ready? Some of the, you should be getting these. Okay. Okay. Who did Tom Cruise marry in May of 1987? Mia. Wasn't it Mia? Not Mia Farrow. God damn it. Oh, 1987 was Nicole Kidman. Nope. No. (laughs) Did it run out? Yes. Mimi Rogers. Mimi Rogers. That's right. (laughs) It was a me something. (laughs) It's all the. I, uh, Mia Farrow came to mind because I was about because I just bought Last Unicorn for next week, right? Is she and I was that? looking through. She's the voice of Last Unicorn. <gasps> I didn't Unicorn. realize that. Yeah. Oh my god, I never knew that. Okay, you ready for the next one? I probably. <laughs> In mid October 1987, the eyes of the world were on a small community of Midland, Texas. Why? The. The um the cult. Yeah. Oh no, baby Jessica. Boom! You got it. <laughs> baby Jessica trapped in a well. Oh God. That was rough. I remember that so well. Mm-hmm. All right. Ready? Yep. What miracle anti-depression drug made its debut in late December 1987? Zoloft? No. Prozac. Yes. Okay. Good job. All right. Wait, it's not out yet. Okay. Go ahead. 1987 was not a good year for this religious figure. Caught in an affair with his secretary, he was forced to cede his leadership in a major religious organization and was unfrocked shortly afterwards. Who was he? Billy Graham. No. Um, Jim Baker. Yes. Okay. Okay. The Simpsons cartoon first appears as a series of shorts on what TV show? Beverly Hills 90210. No. Um, I don't know. The Tracy Ullman show. Oh, I do remember Tracy Ullman. Mm -hmm. Okay, so I got three. You got three. That was pretty good. Now, I should have asked this before we started recording. Do I do the wheel? No, I do. Oh, good, good, good. Well, then I'm great. (laughs) So we are going to spin the wheel for your next movie. And we're going from your list of 15. Okay. And we're spinning now. Whatever will it be? (laughs) There's something about Mary. I love that movie so much. Okay. I haven't watched that movie in years. It holds up. So politically incorrect. 
Oh my god. Yeah. Oh, and it's got Cameron Diaz, doesn't it? It does. Yeah. But it, it Matt Dillon, our boy. I love him. And yeah. Ben Stiller do make yeah. up for Cameron Diaz in this one. And all the supporting characters. And so. the leather leather skin lady with the saggy titties. Right? Oh my god. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, I'm very excited about this. a hot minute since I've seen that. Okay. Yeah, it's been a while. All right. So next week, we will be here with The Last Unicorn. And then two weeks from now, something about Mary. Yay. Have a good week. Bye. Thanks so much for listening. Please be sure to tell all of your friends about us, especially any fellow Gen Xers. And don't forget to follow us on social media and your favorite podcast app. And be sure you're set to auto-download so you never miss an episode. And while you're there, leave us a five-star rating. Don't forget to visit backwherewebelong.com to gain access to our ultimate playlists, pick up some merch, and do a deeper dive into all of our episodes. Thanks again. We'll see you next week. 